Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class taped live in the studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and we'll get started. I'm just glad you made it. Whatever had to happen to get here, well done. All right, we are already lying down in this room, so please join us here uh, on the floor. Any comfortable position on your back is good, like Shavasana now if you want it. Uh, Suptabhadakanasana is great. Propping yourself up with uh, lots of good stuff, also great. We're going to have a few moments of relaxation and rest before we get started. In today's practice, we're going to continue on with this idea of caring for our back body, and in particular, our low back. Over the past few weeks, we've worked with some flexibility work for the back, some strength work, some mobility for the torso. And so we're going to dial into stability. Overall stability for our body is a good thing. We want to live in a body that's stable without being rigid, that's mobile without being unstable. And uh, so that's going to involve everyone's favorite, abdominals. Uh, but not only abdominals, right? Being stable, having a strong core. It isn't about how much you can shred your abs. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, we're just going to learn principles of movement, ways to move through this particular practice with skill and ease. We want ease in the right places and enough work in the right places. To begin, let's just clear our slates. Take a few moments. There's nothing for you to do, nothing for you to achieve. There's you being you. In that way, you can take care of you. So you can notice what are the things that are here with you. Right? There's the you, the human being you are. And there's the you, the roles that you play, the relationships you have, the personality you've developed over time. There's this life that you've built for yourself. And that's good. That's right that we do that. And it's also right that we come to the yoga mat and we let all of that just sit to the side and return to the human being. A few breaths to just clear out. Right? As you're clearing out, just notice what thoughts, what emotions what sensations are present with you. Not noticing you're separating yourself from those things. You recognize them as things. And you as a being.
And we turn our attention to the most essential things, right? Our breath. Right? The breath that moves in and brings nutrients and life to our body. And the breath out, the clear space that relieves pressure. Let's what we're done with leave us. So that new breath can get in, new life can get in, new ideas, new experiences, new information and, and learning. Only comes in if we've cleared ourselves of the things we carry. So you're allowing that process here to become rhythmic, to become steady through this time you spend here on your mat, learning about your body. You're continually taking in and clearing. Two more rounds just here, breathing. And you'll walk the soles of your feet to the mat if they're not already there. We'll walk them out wide, arms out to the sides. Let your knees move side to side and we'll windshield wiper stretch. The feet wide, the knees moving, the legs tipping side to side, allowing movement of the legs in the hips and movement of the hips on the spine. to center, pause, feel the echoes of that movement, and walk your feet in, about hip distance apart, fan your toes out, press down to the ball, the big toe, ball, the baby toe, center of each heel, you press your feet into the floor, feel your tailbone and your sacrum lift off the floor, the hips are lifted, follow that with the rest of your spine, go arms, cactus, you go arms at your sides, you choose, we're going to exhale, lower slowly back down. And so flowing bridge, you use this opportunity to align movement and breath, inhaling your way up and exhaling as you slowly lower down. Three more rounds. Inhale to lift. And exhale to lower. One more inhale to lift. And exhale to slowly low. So your hips settle down. You feel the, the weight of the hips in the mat. Sacrum level. We're going to pick up the feet. Knees at right angles. And move your knees side to side in belly twisting pose. And if that gets a little too much with the knees at right angles, feel free to bring your feet toward your sitting bones. Keep your feet flexed as you move side to side.
one more round. Making your way back to center. Bring your knees in toward your chest. Hug them in. And deep hug. Arms working to hold the knees in. Then inhale. Bring your legs back just to that 90 degree angle of the tabletop. Right, we call it. And then exhale. Knees in. Catch with your hands. Hug in. Inhale. Let go. Bring your thigh bones vertical. Shin bones parallel to the floor. Exhale, hug your knees in. Inhale, sacrum level, shin bones level, parallel to the floor, thigh bones vertical. Bring everything back in, give them a good hug. And then releasing, let the knees float out over the hips. One more round, hug in. Let them out to float, breathe in, feel the stop motion there. And then knees in, just a good hug. One knee in each hand. Let the leg bones move away from each other in figure eights. So one knee goes forward, one knee goes back. And then you switch. Moving side to side. Take the hands away from the action then. Let the legs do their own work. And now we're going to do something else where we circle these legs out and then into that tabletop. And then circle out again back to the tabletop. So you're moving in opposite direction. Each time switch the direction of your circles. But each time come back and stop at tabletop. Circle the legs and stop. And be really precise about that tabletop. Thigh bones vertical, shin bones parallel to the floor. Circle out and stop. Circle out and stop. One more set, both directions. Stopping at tabletop finally. And then bringing the soles of the feet back to the floor. Constructive rest. Bring your knees together, hands to your center line. Have a breath. Notice what you feel. Breathe all the way out. And then if you were really getting that uh, stop in there, if you were getting that stopping of the action, you probably felt your abdominals working pretty strongly at tabletop. Anybody? Everybody? Oh, good. That's what we want to be working with when we're talking about stability in the body, that ability to stop motion. Right. It's good to have motion. Right. We need to be able to control it, which is our ability to stop the motion. Right. If you've got a like fast car, you need to have good brakes, right? Like, that's what we're working with in the body. If you're moving, if you're highly mobile, if you're somewhat mobile, being able to stop is being able to catch your balance, being able to stop is being able to ensure that you move in smart ways. Bring knees to chest, nose to knees, curl up. And then rock to seated, coming around to hands and knees. Take some rounds of cat and cow. It's round and arch, and you can go in 
in all kinds of directions here. If you want to go back and forth, great. And then if you have some side-to-side -side stuff you want to work with, you can work in there. And the, the jump rope spine. Or the cats and cows that move forward and backward. We're getting some ability into the full body. The hip, shoulders, side body, spine. And the next round or so, we'll make our way into center and back to down dog. And then we have the opportunity to bend one knee on an exhale, come back to center on an inhale, bend the other knee on the exhale, and back to center on the inhale. So work with that speed, and that speed is deliberately slow. Getting to center on your inhale, a little softness in your, in your knees is good. you're able to stop the motion, right? the bend of the knee, there's a stopping point. The returning to down dog, there's a stopping point. Right? And this is vinyasa yoga. Every movement that we make is a pause, or a light pause. Right? Vinyasa does not mean flow. It, that's, this class is called flow. There is flow in vinyasa. But vinyasa means to place in a special way which is really where we get into this idea, or where yoga you know, segues with this idea of stability. I mean, never in yoga are we just flowing from one motion to the other. We're placing ourselves in each asana. And that space between them is flowing. That is the flow, but the, the practice is in the placing yourself. In this case, bent knee down dog on the right, Centered down dog and bent knee down dog on the left. Not the most exciting flow. But one where you can really learn to place yourself in a certain aspect ratio in the pose and then change that. Place yourself in center and then change that aspect And back at center. When you return to center, we'll look forward, walk forward into ragdoll. Point your toes straight ahead, bend your knees, and chest to your thighs, wrap your arms around one another. Knees bend, chest to thighs, you're breathing in, breathing out. And release your hands to your mat. We're going to walk feet together. Press into the floor. Come up to standing mountain pose. Squeeze your legs. Squeeze your arms. And then exhale, we'll bring hands together at heart center and pause. And breathe here. And 
And then some sun A variations on your inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. You're going to plant your hands and step back to a high plank. Press your hands down, and when you inhale, pull your abdominals in to draw yourself back to down dog. And we're going to work that action again. So come forward to your high plank. Breathe out. Really bring your hips in line. Don't let them be peaked up there. Uh, bring yourself... So lowering your hips is not bending your arms. It's pulling your heart forward and bringing your hips into line with your shoulders. Then pull your abdominals in to peak the hips back to down dog. So in down dog, obviously hips are way up. You've got this hinge at your hip. When you float forward to a high plank, go ahead and do that. Take that hinge out, lengthen across the front of the hip, Draw your heart forward, press the floor away, and then pull your abdominals in to float your hips back, down dog. Very good. Last one like that. You're coming to your high plank. Now we could just push ourselves back, but we won't do that because we're placing in a special way, which is that stability. Hands down, abdominals in. Pull the hips, peek them back to down dog. And then bring your knees down for child's pose. Just pause and get quiet. Let whatever about that like resonate, right? whatever it is that just you're picking up on. Right? Maybe like not your opinions about that. Like we all have opinions about plank. But any mechanical, any sensation, any insight in those moments. Plank is a really challenging thing to get properly. It is a practice of a lifetime. We never get to dial it in. You're never done refining yours. Right? And it's use it or lose it. And I guess I should say, it's use it properly or lose it completely. So we'll keep working it. Like your entire yoga career, we'll keep working it. Right? Next inhale, come on up to down dog. Then look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Really similar but more intense here. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up to stand, mountain pose. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands and step back to high plank. You're going to use your exhale to align yourself well. Inhale, rock forward on your toes, pull your heart forward. That's all you're doing with your inhale. And then same idea, hands down, abdominals in, press back, down dog. Right. That's a, a core salutation variation you can use using that lengthening forward instead of an up dog. Look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop. And breathe in, lift halfway. And 
bow forward, breathe out. That variation particularly good for any of us when we're having low back struggle or we just want to get more core body strength. Next inhale, come up to standing mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands and step back, high plank. Rock forward on your toes, turn your feet over and come to upward facing dog. You're breathing in. Now, same action we had from the plank, hands down, abdominals in to peak the hips back, good, to down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold forward. If the up dog didn't work for you, feel free to go back to the plank, but we're going to do that one one more time. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high plank. Rock forward on your toes, breathe in, you can stay, or up dog. And then hands down, abdominals in, peek the hips back to down dog. Good. Breathe in here. Breathe out, empty. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. All right. One with chaturanga, you're going to keep all the principles the same. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. A little complexity here. We're going to get it. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, make a good high plank. Always first. Rock on your toes and bend your elbows only about halfway down, then upward facing dog from there. Same idea, hands down, abdominals in to pull you back through the plank to the down dog. Breathe all the way out, bring your knees to the mat. Take child's pose, breathe here. If you're doing it properly, that, that's hard work. The side note to this is that in planks, it is always okay and welcomed that you put your knees down rather than be overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed, rushing, does not make you stronger. It makes you more stressed out, and those are not the same things. So we're gonna work a little bit of the, the kneeling plank action and just to get it in our bodies, to recognize it as something that's strong. And just think about it, if your high plank on your toes is kind of falling apart, right? it's just not doing you any good and probably 
down the road, like continuing to do it like that is going to do some disservice. I mean, even if the disservice is just you not growing and getting stronger, but usually that disservice is some body mechanics that uh, show up in our shoulders or our low back that are unpleasant. So doing a perfect plank on your knees is always going to win over a, a falling apart plank or uh, unstable, unstable plank. So come on up to hands and knees. Right? And then we're going to walk the knees back just a bit right? to, to accentuate the plank-like action. So they won't be right under your hips. They'll be a little behind. And then if you were to tuck your toes, you'd lift your knees and you'd be in a plank. And if that's too short of a plank, if your hips are way up in the air, walk your feet back a little bit, put your knees down where they are, and just recognize where your kneeling plank is. You press your hands down and draw your front body in, heart forward. You'll be looking at the floor out in front of you. Knees are down. And you'll still be feeling front body long, front body engaged. We're going to bend the elbows, keep the front body engagement. Come through to upward facing dog on the knees. Same idea, hands down, abs into your knees to down dog. Okay. We'll do that again by coming forward to a high plank. Wherever you are in the high plank, knees lightly down. Heart forward, bend your elbows to low plank. The upward facing dog, you can choose to keep your knees down or squeeze your legs and lift them. Either way, you're going to press your hands into the floor, lift your hips, and back down dog. And again, if that gets to be a lot, going back to down dog can always go through hands and knees. You don't have to do that with the, uh, the float, right? It, there's always an option. Pick the option that lets you move well. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop. Top of the space. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out. Oh. Breathe in. Reach out, mountain pose. And breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, and bring your feet hip distance apart, toe heel once. Step your right leg back to a low lunge, knee down. When you breathe in, reach up, Anjaniasana, lift, lengthen. Exhale, bring your arms down like cactus, W-shape, then squeeze your shoulder blades toward one another on your back. When you exhale, bring your hands to the mat. Your back knee is already positioned for a kneeling plank, so step your left knee back in line with the right, lower all the way to the floor this time. Peel up for cobra, and then we're going to release down your chest to the mat. Now hands down, abs in. Push the hands and knees, tuck your toes down dog. Good. Breathe in. Take your right leg up and back behind you. Bend your knee. Bring it to your right elbow. Have a big step. Low lunge and reach up to crescent. Press through your back heel. Lift your chest. Reach through your fingers. Pull the arms down to cactus, even W shape. Squeeze the shoulder blades in toward the center of your back. Then exhale, fingertips toward the front of your mat. Step up, feet together. 
Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, and reach up. Mountain pose, squeeze your legs, lift your heart, fan your fingers. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, heel toe the feet apart. Step your left leg back, low lunge, knee down, press into both feet as you reach your arms up. Bend your elbows, pulling down into a cactus shape, a W shape. Squeeze the shoulder blades together. Yeah. And then hands down. Step the knee back. You're in a kneeling plank. Heart forward. Look forward. Body tight as you lower. Then peel up to cobra. Hug your elbows in. A light release down just to your chest. Pull your abdominals in. Press your hands to the mat. Hands and knees. Tuck your toes. Down dog. Breathe in. Left leg up and back behind. Bend your knee. Bring it into left elbow. Big step. Reach up. Crescent. Press your back heel back. Reach up to your fingertips. Feel the line between those two points. Then exhale. Elbows down like you're doing a pull up. Just imagine it. And then squeeze shoulder blades. And release hands down up front. Fingertips down. Step the back foot up. Feet together, breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold down and in. We're going to sit the hips back, chest up, arms up, ukatasana. Then exhale, fold. Good. We're going to breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Step back to high plank. End of the exhale. Put your knees down and bend your elbows. Halfway down. You're in chaturanga on the knees. Inhale the upward facing dog on the knees or have them lifted. Your choice to put them down in transition or to move all the way back with that peak of the hips up. We're going to step the right foot straight ahead. Keep the back heel up. High lunge, bend your back knee, bring it underneath you as you reach straight up. Then we're gonna twist. So you're gonna bring your left arm forward, right arm back, turning to the right, good. Look to your front hand, raise the left arm, the right hand comes to your right hip or your left leg. Then look forward to the front of your mat, bring your hands down, step back. We're in a high plank that we're gonna bring the knees down, and bend the elbows same time. You got a kneeling chaturanga that becomes an upward facing dog, knees down or up. Press your hands down to move back, downward facing dog. Step your left foot forward, straight ahead. Bend the back knee like you were just about to take a knee, kneeling down, reach straight up. An upright twist, right arm's going forward, left arm's going back. You'll look to your right hand, raise the right arm. Left hand to your left hip or left hand to your right leg. Then look forward, straight ahead. Bring your right fingertips to the mat. Then the left, step back. You're in a high plank, knees down. Elbows bend halfway down. Pull your heart forward, body long. 
Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good. And breathe out, downward facing dog. And breathe in. Open your mouth and breathe out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, bow forward. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose, extend the arms. Then exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high plank. Knees down or up, bend your elbows, but only halfway down. Right? They ne we never go lower than that with the chest. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Step your right foot forward. Turn the back foot flat. Reach up, warrior one. As you exhale, bring your hands behind your head. Lace the fingers. Press your head back into your hands. Lift your chest. Sit low with your exhale. Heart high with your inhale. And as you exhale, use your hands to help you bring the head back up. Hands to the mat. Step back, knees or toes. When you bend your elbows, it's only halfway down. It doesn't even have to be halfway down, but it's no further than that. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Left foot forward, back foot flat. Breathe in and reach up. Breathe out, hands down behind your head. Lace the fingers, head to hands. The elbows are hugging a little forward. As you sit low, right, the arms hug a little forward, the head presses back. Inhale, lift your chest up, and let your arms help you with the exhale. Up, hands down, step back. Halfway down, or you stay higher than that, but no lower. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, downward facing dog. Good. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, bow. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana. Here, are you going to exhale, right arm back into a bow pull twist? Get, turn your chest, but keep your hips forward. And back to center. So think knees point straight ahead, hips straight ahead. And then pull the left elbow back. Look straight ahead like you're pulling a bow and arrow. You're going to look where you want to shoot. And then bring it back. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. This time you're gonna plant your hands, you're gonna step back, you're gonna stay here. Exhale in the high plank. Press the floor. 
Inhale, knees down, directly to the up dog you go. Exhale, press your hands down, pull your abdominals in. Go back, downward facing dog. Squeeze your right leg tightly. Take it up behind you. Let the hips stack, right hip over left. Tighten the leg. You place yourself in a very definite pose here, wherever yours is. The leg is straight and it's tight. Bend the knee then, bring it into your chest and step on your center line. The back foot goes flat. So press into your feet. Come up warrior two. Good. Sit low in your front leg. When you inhale, reverse, reach up, place yourself there. As you exhale, you're going to bend your upper arm hand behind your head. Lean your head back into your hand as you inhale. Then as you exhale, let the hand help you bring the head back up. Warrior two, hands to the mat. We're going just to the high plank again. Press the floor. When you inhale, knees down, directly into upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Really feel the down dog take shape. Place yourself. Squeeze your left leg. Before you move it, squeeze it. Take it up behind you. It's tight and straight. You stack the hip. You have a pose here, three-legged dog that you pause, you stop, you create it. Then bend the knee. Bring it into your chest. Rock forward. Step. Back foot flat. Coming up to warrior two. You stay low in your legs. Pause. Breathe in reverse. You reach to your highest point and you stay there. So it's not a fling of the arm. Let's reach and hand behind the head. As you exhale, breathe in. You lean the head back into the hand. And as you exhale, start with letting your hand help yourself back up. Then look to your mat, hands down, high plank. Lengthen. Upward facing dog from there. Press your hands down, pull your abdominals in to peak the hips back. It's a pike, really, that we're doing there to down dog. And bring your knees down to your mat, child's pose. Again, just let your practice occur to you. Not judgment about your practice, not a scorecard. But what... Are you feeling, sensing, learning? How's your breath? How's your being? So when we work with those high plank stops, right, they can be a little frustrating because that stop motion stop is hard. It's a lot easier to kind of slush through our practice. And uh, we don't want to be doing that. No one comes with that idea. But yeah, I just want to be messy and like not do things well. We never do. Like, no one has that intention. But we are used to a life that is go, go, go. We are used to a life that is quantity over quality. And so this is our you know, really like, counterculture movement here. And it's really important for our well-being. There is no, like, getting around the practice of stability. It doesn't happen on its own in our lifestyle. If it did, 
there wouldn't be so many of us with low back problems. So take a moment, know that you're doing good work, that as simple or as annoying as this might seem, that ability to stop motion with your body, your mind, right, is a skill. A really good one, and maybe you'll feel your abdominals tomorrow too, if, if that's what you want. Next inhale, come on up to downward facing dog. You're gonna look through your hands and walk or hop to seated. We're gonna pause there with feet about, let's go shoulder distance apart. So shoulder distance with your feet is a little wider than your hips. So uh, generally what I do is there's my hip and my heels on the outside and that's how I know that my feet are a little wider than my hips. That's really just like news, right? That if you look at your hips and you look at your heels and they're outside your hips, like you're there. But shoulders tend to be, or shoulders are, a little wider than the hips. We're going to take the hands back. So your hands will actually line up with your heels here. If the hands are shoulder distance apart, then your hands and your heels are pretty much on the same line. Let's turn the toes out just a little bit. So if your toes were at uh, like noon, it's like 11.30 and, and noon 30. And the hands, any direction that's comfortable for your wrists, just uh, settle in there. Press your hands down, lift your spine in, shoulder blades squeeze together. This may be enough. It just might totally be enough. Or you might dig your heels in and feel your hips get light. Follow that by lifting your hips into table, different than tabletop. Uh, don't know why, but uh, this is a table. Press your hands down, press your feet down. Coincidentally, it's also like the of the moment um, bodybuilding technique called hip thrust. We will not ever call this a hip thrust. We are not trying to thrust anything. Uh, same modality though, you're, you're working to open across the front of the hip, elongate front body, your breath in, and then slowly release your hips to the mat. And you curl your spine down, bend your elbows back. Right. So we're moving toward mongoose pose. If you want to put your elbows down, if you want to then squeeze your legs and if you're not, and if you've ever seen a mongoose do their little hollow body thing, uh, this is what it looks like, apparently. Um, I mean, all these poses are approximate. Uh, I hate this pose, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, however, with this, this little hollow body thing, we're pulling the lowest ribs to the floor and then slowly slide down all the way to the mat. Pause, momentary shavasana. And typically, uh, if you adore table, uh, you pretty much hate mongoose. And if you like mongoose, you pretty much hate table. So that's equal opportunity uh, there, uh, generally. If you like both of them, congratulations. You have reached the highest level of uh, equanimity. And I would like to learn from you. Uh, we're going to slide the feet in for another bridge, this time going uh, with the same idea. Your feet a little wider than hip distance and your toes turned a little out. That's going to give us a little more room for the low back. And this idea of taking care of our back, for most of us, it'll feel nice. For some of us, it won't feel any different. Either way, we'll be giving a little more strength to the pose, a little more stability. So dig your heels in, lift tailbone, sacrum, low back up to bridge. Then you can start walking your shoulder blades together underneath you if you like. If that is not great in your shoulder joint, then that is your body telling you it doesn't need that shape, right? Breathe in and breathe out. Right, so when you notice 
pain in a joint. That's your body asking you to, to stop, right? When you notice that a pose is getting hard, is getting uh, fatiguing, is getting uh, annoying all over, that's your sign to just like breathe, stay, be with the challenge. But if your joints are speaking, right, then you, you do what they say. That's always a request for change. Breath in. And then very slowly you'll release. Come down. Walk your feet out wide. And knees side to side in that windshield wiper we began with. Letting the legs and the hips roll gently side to side. Step, stay over to your right side next time you're there. Pause, breathe. And come on back to center. And then over to the left. The feet are wide, like the edges of the mat. One reason we want that right foot to be back behind the right hip when we do this so that we're getting extension of the leg. Then come on back to center. You're going to plant the feet again for bridge or plant feet and hands for wheel pose. Next inhale, come on up. And be here for five. Four. Three. One more. Slowly come down and Supta Baddha Kanasana. Soles of the feet together, knees out to the sides. If that is uncomfortable for your low back, Today, in this moment, change it to constructive rest. Soles of the feet together. I'm sorry, soles of the feet to the floor, knees together. And recognize that it may be different day to day. That depending on what you've done with this practice, it could look different. And that goes both ways. That, you know, try something about a kinesina, even if it's not your favorite pose. But if it's giving you struggle in the sacrum, low back, knee joint, anything like that, that's your body telling you something needs to change. And breathe in, breathe out. And we'll bring these together, hug them in toward your chest. Flex your feet, point your feet, roll the ankles around here. Cool. Now bring the knees out to the sides. Happy baby, catch the, uh, you got a couple places you could catch in happy baby. One is your shins. One is the inner edge of your heels. Right, so either way with that, your arms are on the insides of your legs. We want that, we want the arms inside 
then the legs have the flexibility to move outward so that we're not catching the outsides of the legs. We don't want the arms to impede the legs from going out. So look at your arms and your hands. Have them on the insides of your heels, the insides of your shins. Then uh, holding the heels or the shins, press the legs out. So most of us won't have any um, hip problems in this pose. That, that's good. Some of us will. Some of us will have a very unhappy baby pose. Uh, if that's true for you, start moving your hands down. Start letting your legs have more space right, until it feels right. Okay. But certainly when we start moving our arms to the outsides of our legs, we impede their ability to go out to the side. And then that can cause some pressure in the, the hip joint that's just unnecessary. So hold the heels, hold the shins, press your legs out. Breath in and breath out. And that, that is a new grip, that is a new, like learned over time, the evolution of, of our understanding of the body. Uh, it used to be grab your big toe, found out that like a lot of people were hurting their big toe tendon by pulling too hard on that and it just wasn't useful in dropping the leg bones because uh, there's just not enough leverage there. Uh, and then the, the outside of the foot, that's what I learned. And um, we just learned that that's keeping the legs too pinned in. And all those things can affect how we feel this pose in our low back. Right? And breath in. As you breathe out, start to straighten your legs out to the sides into an upturned straddle. And this may mean that you slide your hands further in along the inseam of the legs, either the calf or the thigh. Could mean that you put your head on a block to take any pressure out of your neck. You breathe in and breathe out. And again, breathe in. And breathe out, slow release. Bring your knees in towards your chest. Then sole of the left foot to the floor. Extend your right leg for hamstring stretch. And you can catch your hands behind the hamstring. Uh, you could leave the leg completely alone. That'd be fine too. You can hold your calf. You could hold your foot. We're gonna straighten the leg as much as possible. So, uh, if your leg is straight, catch it. If it's not straight yet, let your hands go, get the legs straight, and then see where you can catch. And it's, there's no judgment, there's no contest. Uh, this has a lot to do with arm length, leg length kind of stuff. But there is that awareness of you've straightened your knee to the knee joint's complete range of motion. If you pull the leg too close to you, you may run into hamstring tension issues. So uh, the leg could float away from you. Just straighten the knee joint. Breath in. And then breath out. Bend the knee joint. Cross the right foot outside the left thigh. Let the whole shape of the legs turn to the left. So you bring the sole of the right foot to the floor. Press your right thigh forward. 
added element here is to take your left hand, hold your shin, and press your shin bone forward into your hand. Breathe here. Let your right leg undo itself. Let the right leg come out to happy baby by itself or to that straddle out to the side. And then we'll bring soles of both feet to the floor. Pause. Breathe. All right. We're going to start left side just by extending your left leg and straightening the knee. Right now, if you move the leg, as you start to move the leg in, as you or I or any of us start to move the leg in, the knee may try to bend because the hamstring tension is just too much there. So go to a place where your knee can straighten. Press up through your heel. Don't do anything else but focus on strength, straightening the knee. Then, if you can maintain that and hold the leg, do. Check in, though, because once you hold the leg, you could be starting to put that pressure that will bend the knee. We're just going for as straight as your knee can get, independent of the hamstring uh, range of motion. Right? So once you can get the leg straight, that's hamstring activation. Right? That's you're your lengthening in, in a certain range of motion. Then as you draw the leg toward you, you add to that. Right? You're pressing up through your heel, you're engaging the leg. You don't need to draw this one in too tight. We could all bend our knee and draw it closer, right? The exercise, the game, if you want to think of it that way, is how straight or how far can you bring the leg in with the knee straightened to the joint capacity? If some of our joints don't straighten all the way, that's fine too. You're maintaining that full range of motion at your knee joint as you move the leg somewhat close to you. Breathe in. And then breathe out, cross the left foot over the right thigh. And then let that whole thing move over to the right. Sole of the left foot to the floor. Catch your left shin with your right hand. This is probably the most important part of what we're going to do with this. Let the hand go, and then let the left leg figure out its own way out of that toward a happy baby or an extension into a straddle. 
Just really good. Bend the knee. Bring both knees in towards your chest. Get a little rock side to side. Circles around your low back. And let that stop and get still. Have a breath in. Take it all the way to the top and pause. A little more in. See if you can get it. Then open your mouth, let it go, and let your body release to Shavasana. Good work, young. Take some time here to lay yourself out comfortably. Because that was not necessarily a comfortable practice. In fact, a lot of yoga is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Not in a in a bad way, in a uh, in a self defeating way, but being uncomfortable in that amount of of work and effort, enough to make change happen, to create strength, enough to learn. Right? These are not comfortable situations because they require us to extend our boundaries. And then we balance that work right, for the sake of our well-being. It's always living with the boundaries being stretched is, is hard for our nervous system and our heart and mind. So we take this time to come back to the place we started. Relaxation. Maybe you make it a, a systematic relaxation where you go to your feet, let them soften, let the muscle fall away from the bones of the lower legs, uh, the thighs. Just laying yourself down through your feet and legs, and your hips, and your rib cage, your arms, and your head. And you allow these moments for yourself to be held by the floor, by the ground below. And enjoy feeling good in your own space. As you're ready to come back, start with deepening your breath. Begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes. 
And then roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Take time here to just arrange yourself in a way that feels good, that feels stable and comfortable. Stira Sukha Asanam. That idea that you're awake, you're alive, you're present, you're constructing your experience but with the intention of creating ease. We'll bring our hands together at heart center. And then thumbs to forehead center. That was great, y'all. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Mm -hmm. Super well done. Awesome. Thank you. Yay. Excellent work out there. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye, Brutus. Bye, Luna. You know, you're my favorite students. You know you are. Clearly, they're the animals, you guys. But I still love all of you, too. <laughs>